If you are a therapist who is feeling curious about setting up intensive programs in your private practice, or if you are a therapist who is currently offering intensives in your private practice, you are not going to want to miss today's episode where I unpack seven of the biggest myths and misconceptions about intensives and how to get through them and how to get past them. Let's discuss. Greetings, colleagues and friends. Cambria Evans here, the teaching and learning EMDR consultant. Y'all, we are in my office today in San Jose, California, where we are celebrating Pride here in the month of June. Happy Pride to all of you, your friends and family. We love you so much. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I cannot stop talking about. (laughs) We're talking about intensives. And really what that word means is permission to customize your therapy services in a way that works for you and your clients. And um, I want to kind of, you know, blow your mind a little bit today by sharing seven of the biggest myths, misconceptions um, that I hear from my consultees as they are working with me in the consultation program or they're, they purchased our intensive design kit. The emails I get, the questions I get that inform our bonus modules, that inform our consultation discussions, I've got them all summarized here for you for free to help you feel encouraged to take the leap and do what works for you. Okay, so let's get started. So number one, the biggest misconception I hear about this is, you know what? I don't think I can do intensives in my practice. Because I don't want to sit around doing therapy for eight hours straight with one person. And, you know, honestly, like, I'd rather just see eight individual clients. Yeah, that sounds terrible. (laughs) That sounds terrible to do eight hours straight of therapy with one person. Now, I know that there are some intensive programs um, or courses that, that teach that, that promote that. And I've spoken to this before. And what I'll say about it now is there are some people some clients, some clinicians, where eight hours of therapy a day, that is their jam. That is their jam to sit there, to to come in, to intensively do the work. And so I'm not trying to knock that model. What I am trying to say is that I think for most of us and for most clients, that's A, not going to be feasible (laughs) with their insurance reimbursement. It's not going to be feasible with their life schedule. It's not going to be feasible with their brain's ability to process that much content in one day. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but like when content's coming at me, right, whether we ha- where we're doing BLS with EMDR or we're just sitting in a lecture, like I'm pretty saturated after a couple hours, okay? That's my learning style. That's my processing style. I have never met somebody who has gone through eight hours of anything <laughs> and said, I feel amazing. <laughs> or like, that was that was not like white knuckling, right? Um, I guess maybe eight hours of uh, Netflix or like eight hours of sleep would feel good or eight hours on the beach. But for me personally, as a clinician or a client, I'm not into doing six hours, eight hours of therapy a day. It just It just doesn't make sense. So Just know that if you want to set up an intensive program in your practice, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And I would invite you not to do that because it's probably not going to feel good to you and it's probably not going to feel good to your client. Now, for those of us that do EMDR and we're processing trauma in phase four, we got the BLS going with with tappers or eye movements. 
there is a there is a ceiling on how much somebody can process. And what I've just seen anecdotally in, you know, the thousands of sessions I've done here in my office and virtually, I find that people typically cannot go more than 90 minutes per day with BLS. And that's being very generous. I think most clients, especially working virtually with intensives, they tend to get pretty t- like tuckered out around 60 minutes of of doing BLS. So for those of y'all doing eight hours a day, I imagine you have other modalities going like art therapy, or you maybe have incorporated like massage or other uh, aspects to that. But I personally do not feel like processing more than 60 to 90 minutes a day with, with BLS in phase four makes any sense because there comes a point in the brain where you're just getting oversaturated and your brain can't take it all in. And it can actually be re-traumatizing if we're like fire hosing, fire hosing targets and, and trauma on somebody. There needs to be some space, especially for the clients that we see that have complex trauma or relational trauma. We don't want to overwhelm them. Uh, we can be efficient in an intensive model without being re-traumatizing in an intensive model. Okay, so that's the first thing I'll say about the six to eight hours of intensives a day. And then in terms of the financial piece, I've, I've mentioned that, you know, doing eight hours of therapy in one block in one day, it's going to limit the clients who want to get any kind of super bill or reimbursement from reinsur- their insurance. Now, again, We're not being codependent. That's a choice everyone gets to make. But in my intensive model, I actually have people spread out, you know, two to four hours of time. Virtually, I'll even do like 90 minutes. I call it working intensively. And that spread over multiple days allows people to have at least a chance to get reimbursed with insurance. And I always have clients call their insurance companies and find out what billing codes get reimbursed for them, what percentage gets reimbursed for them so that they have a very clear understanding from the beginning that this is how much they're going to have to pay out of pocket and here's how much they're going to have to get reimbursed with insurance. So that's something that the client is responsible for. I don't take that on, right? But by me offering these kind of intensively or longer sessions spread out over time, we still get to be efficient, which is really cool clinically, but we're not fire hosing, we're not um, taxing their brains too much, uh, oversaturating. And it just personally feels better for me and the client to have these, these shorter blocks of time. Okay, and here's what I wanna say about money. Now, there are some people teaching this, and um, everyone has different opinions, but there are some people teaching this model who are telling people to charge their regular hourly rate times six or times eight for the day. Now that's not wrong, but I want us to just notice the box we put ourselves in, okay? Do y'all know who developed this like 50-minute model, 60-minute model every week? Do y'all know who made made that up? It wasn't Freud. It wasn't Francine Shapiro. She actually believed that EMDR is best, I think, in 90-minute sessions. And if you're thinking it was the insurance companies, you are absolutely right. So for those of us that are stuck in the insurance model of weekly therapy, it makes sense that from that box in place, we're going to think, oh, yeah, I should just take my weekly you know, hourly rate and multiply it by the number of hours. Again, that's not wrong, but that's not what we preach here at Zero Disturbance, okay? We are looking at this as a high-value service. 
that allows efficient EMDR or efficient intensive therapy for those of us who are doing other modalities like brain spotting or Gottman or ART. And it allows us to create a customized program for somebody, okay? So we're not thinking about rates in terms of hourly times number of hours, okay? We're thinking about rates in terms of the overall value and transformation available to the client to A, have access to a therapist for that much time at once, right? It's kind of like a fast pass that they have at, you know, Southwest or Disney, get to the front of the line. And so again, I want you to think about this. Of of course, if you think about intensives like Oh, eight hours a day, I'm just charging the same rate. Of course you wouldn't want to do that. There's there's no benefit to you at all. It actually feels pretty terrible, okay? But if you think about this in terms of a longer session and a customized program spread out over time that is priced like a program instead of weekly therapy hours, it kind of changes the flavor for you and the client. So something to think about. And we talk about this more um, in the intensive design kit. We go deep into this. Uh, we have algorithms and formulas to figure out pricing that feels like it's in your integrity. And we also talk about this in the consultation program if you want more support with this. Okay, so that's myth number one. That's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. Okay, here's the second biggest one. Number two, I don't have enough clinical training to do intensive work. Now, isn't it interesting that we spend, what is it with EMGR, 40, 50 hours getting basic trained. We go into consultation groups. I believe brain spotting's also got a really long training process for hours and hours. We have these really intense clinical specialties that we learn. And then somehow we think, well, I can do that modality. I can, I can do EMGR in the weekly session model, but I can't do it in the intensive model. And I am so fascinated by this because y'all, it's just EMTR, right? It's just brain spotting. It's just, it's just Gottman. Like you already know what you know from that training experience and from your experience with clients. Now there is a recommendation, obviously, to get consultation after those trainings to learn about complex trauma, to learn about relational trauma. And by all means, please do that. I mean, I, I, the money I've invested in consultation, getting certified, becoming a consultant was money well spent and and in service to my clients. But I am fascinated by the idea that we get trained in this modality and then we leave that training thinking, oh, I can probably do this in a weekly session model for 50 minutes, but I can't do it in longer sessions. Like that blows, (laughs) blows my mind because nowhere did Francine Shapiro ever say, EMDR is best done in a 50-minute session model, or EMDR is best done in a 60-minute session model. She actually promoted doing longer sessions like 90 minutes. And so for you to think about customizing an intensive program for your clients to start at 90 minutes, right, working intensively, and then creeping up to two hours, or maybe you want to go two and a half, for those of us in person, we talk about this in the kit, you can go, I used to go up to three and four hours in person, right, where we'd have 90 minutes of BLS, whether we're doing phase two or phase four. And then we would have kind of other modalities, parts work, art therapy, things like that as part of the preparation phase and resourcing support during EMDR, right? So just notice that. So this mindset of like, well, I've got to have, I've got to get more CEUs or I've got to, I've got to learn how to do intensives. It's just what you already learned. 
and be in consultation, okay? Because what's needed in an intensive model with longer sessions is the ability to assess what's coming in and understand that moment to moment, you have to have a clinical framework to understand what to do, right? Because it's true, just like in weekly therapy, people in the intensive model will come in and they will dissociate. And they'll be like, I don't want to do that. Like things will happen that will interrupt the plan that we that we have with the eight phases. But that's okay. That's okay because what happens in the intensive model happens in regular therapy, right? So I so I want to kind of decrease this fear that like I have to get trained in something different for an intensive model than I already have been trained in. No, get basic trained, go to consultation. It's the same thing. It's longer session, okay? (laughs) And the thing I'll say about that too is that just like in weekly therapy, just like in any therapy, there's no promise. There's no promise. We're not promising anybody we're going to finish phase four targets. We're not promising anybody we're even going to be able to fully resource them in, in phase two with installing figures or installing the complex. You know, there are ways that we teach in the kit to assess what's coming in right? To to see if it would be a good fit. But other than that, we don't need to do like a huge extra extensive training for doing longer sessions, (laughs) right? And this is why the intensive design kit does not have CEUs because a lot of the kit isn't clinical. We, We take your existing clinical knowledge that you have already paid for and already trained in, right? You're in consultation, it's just helping you set up the, the business frameworks, the systems, the scripts with the clients, the proposals uh, templates for the clients, the emails, the workbook. It's 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 done for you. Website copy, right? You, I don't think you need to get a, a lot of extensive clinical training and intensives if you're doing longer sessions, okay? Now, if you're going to do intensives that are like eight hours a day, absolutely, please go get extra training on whatever that entails. But that is not what we're offering, not what we're talking about, Okay. Number three, this is so much fun to talk about with you guys. Number three, I hear people say, oh God, Cambria, you know what? Um, it's too hard to change my business model. And honestly, with, with these intensive programs, I think turnover is just going to be really, really high and kind of unpredictable. And I really like the predictability um, of having the weekly clients. And here's what I want to say to that. You know, when we when we do an experiment, We don't do a rollout, okay? So I talk about this in the intensive design kit. We don't change our whole business model in a month, okay? Like, like that's insane, (laughs) right? But isn't it interesting that our brains go there? What we teach you in the kit is how to start a pilot intensive program with a current client. And we teach you how to do that. We help you think about who who to talk to, how to talk about it with them, and how to see how that feels. And then from there, think about doing a wider rollout where you would advertise an intensive program with new clients that you don't quite know yet. Okay. So that's the first thing. We're not going to switch your whole business model in a month or a day or a week because that's that's cuckoo bananas. Okay. So we're going to learn how to do experiments using Stanford design school methodologies and quality improvement. Okay. That's, That's the first thing. And the second thing I'll say is that even if you love intensives and you do the experiment and you love the data and the client freaking loves it and you freaking love it, a lot of people that set this up in their practices, they don't go 100% intensives, right? They might have a couple days where they have their regular weekly clients 
And then they have blocked off time for these intensive clients, right? Some people do weekends, some people do weekdays, but we talk about how to think about your calendar and your schedule uh, and, and that transition in the kit and in the consultation program because we would never want to have you go full on into intensives without a safety net, right? I mean, our company is called Zero Disturbance because we want to make sure that whatever you do for your business feels calm and easy for you, right? We want you to work smarter, not harder, right? So that's what, that's how I'll respond to myth number three. Okay, beautiful. Oh, number four, I don't have energy to do something more. Can I get an amen to that? <laughs> Y'all, you are preaching to the choir. Mama, five-year-old twins over here, two and a half years into COVID. Like, I, we don't have energy to do something more. I'm on the same page with you. But the intensive model, when done correctly, when transitioned in support of ease for you as just a human who's been through all this trauma, we're helping you do less right? If you think about this, right? Because we're actually helping you set up client intensive programs where you work less and make more, right? We, we have an explicit value. This is a high value service, right? And because of this model, I now only have 10 clinical hours per week for my clients. And I am making more money now than I made two or three years ago when I still had a bunch of weekly clients. Okay, because I offer a niche high value service. I'm an EMDR therapist who offers intensives, and there's not a lot of us. Okay, and there's a need. All right. So we're helping you do less instead of more. Right. This is the path to less <laughs> energy. Okay. And what's so great about the kit is that a lot of this stuff is done for you. Like you don't have to write your own website copy. You don't have to make, even, even the intensive workbook and the kit, it's, it's white label, which means that you can literally put your own practice logo and branding on the top of the workbook and our little tiny, you know, zero disturbance copyright at the bottom. But clients will see that and it looks like it all came from your practice, right? This is done for you. Right. This this is the epitome of ease. So don't don't think that this is going to take more. It's setting you up to do less. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. The next myth is, I don't know. No one's going to really want to do this, or too many people are doing this. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so I was pulling some stats um, for another podcast, and I found out that I think in like 2017 it was saying there's like half a million mental health professionals which is like, I think even more than, than licensed therapists, but half a million mental health professionals in the US. And did y'all know that there are 11,000 EMDR trained clinicians in the US? That's 2%, okay? So for those of us that are EMDR therapists or brain spotting therapists or whatever, just know that even though we're like only talking to EMDR therapists and brain spotting therapists, if you're trained in Gottman or ART, you're probably only talking to those therapists or people that were trained in those modalities. Because those people are close to us, it feels like they're everywhere. But if you zoom out and look at the market of the U.S., we're like 2%. We're 2% of the market and we're highly trained. Okay, so, so hold that in your heart and in your mind. If you are an EMDR trained therapist who also does intensives, what percentage are you then? 
even know if that's a quantifiable number. It's so low. It's so low. And I and I was talking with someone who bought the kit. He was like, oh my God, someone in my state um, is also doing, uh, I've also bought your kit and it's also doing EMDR intensives. And I thought, okay, <laughs> that's okay. There's not enough of us. There's not enough EMDR therapists. There's not enough EMDR therapists doing intensives. It's why I've been talking about this for over two and a half years. And if y'all want to take a leap of faith and believe me on that, please do. Please do. Okay. And I think I think our testimonials uh, from the kit and the program attest to that, that there is still a need. Okay. And here's the thing about a high value niche service. It's not for everybody. Okay. We're so used to being generalists who just kind of take whoever in and we're like, oh, I'll take a client, a client, a client. If you put in on a, a mindset hat, that you are niched as an EMDR clinician or a brain spotting clinician, that you are niched as someone who offers high value intensive programs that are customized for your client. It's not for everybody, but it's for a lot of people. And if we are working smarter, not harder, and we're working less hours, we don't need a lot of clients coming in, right? I don't, I don't need to have 20 clients a week. I don't need that anymore because my business model is different, okay? So it's a different way to think. Okay, it's a different way to think. Okay, there's two more. Y'all hang in with me. The next one, I don't know. I don't think I can start doing this in summer or winter. These are the these are the two seasons I've heard that feel hard to start this. And I want to talk about this for a minute. Why is it hard to start in the winter? Well, <laughs> y'all know that in the winter, our demand is very high, isn't it? It's very high. And typically we have a lot going on too. Like there's holidays for those of us that are parents. Our kids are in school. Maybe they're getting sick with COVID. We've had kids home from school. It just feels like a chaotic mess, quite honestly, in the winter. And I've been thinking about this a lot in terms of winter and summer and kind of when's the best time to experiment. And if you had talked to me seven months ago, I would have said winter is the best time to experiment with your practice model because you have so much demand coming in that you really can choose, right, how to structure services at that point, right? When you have, when you're in November and it's cold and everyone's sad and traumatized from whatever, like you have a wait list, like you then have power and choice to customize services. You have the power and choice to say, I don't want to work on Saturday. I can work on Monday. Are you available? And then the client has to decide if that works for them, right? Or you have the power to say, you know, my rate's going to go from 250 to 300 because I need more resources during the winter to take care of me, to make my, my business sustainable, which means I have to get more therapy for myself because of vicarious trauma. I have to maybe pay for more babysitters to take care of my kids because they're sick at home from school, whatever it is, Right. We as business owners require more expenses in the winter. And so typically in the winter, my rates are a little bit higher. And it's a prime time to experiment because of market demand, okay? It's a prime time to start an intensive program or, or pilot with a couple of clients and see how it feels for you. Because it has to feel good for you. Otherwise, what's the point, right? We're here to sustain you. Now, summer is interesting. And I, and I flipped my thinking about summer just recently. And I'll tell you what I think about summer. Typically, the script or the narrative about summer for therapists has been summer is really slow. It's a really slow time, and I don't have a lot of clients. I probably shouldn't start offering intensives in the summer. And here's how I think about summer now. So 
it's interesting when we think about <laughs> supply and demand, right? And we think about sliding scale. What's a sliding scale fee? It's a sale. <laughs> if we're if we're going to talk like honestly here, when we say we have a sliding scale spot, we are offering a discounted service. It's a sale, right? And typically other businesses will have a sale when they need to move product or sell services quickly, right? So for those of us who think comprehensively about the year of business we're going to have and how some seasons are slow and some seasons are fast, the summer might be a fantastic time to have a sale on your intensive program where we are offering this pilot, this experiment at a lower fee, right? Because you're getting your sea legs with this model, right? You're getting your sea legs with talking to clients about it, with, with doing the actual program, whether it's virtual or in person. And so what if you were to do something in summer like an experiment and have discounted rates? Maybe they're the same price as your regular rates, right? But maybe having some kind of a sale in summer allows you to get set up as an intensive therapist so that when it is time for fall and winter, you already have this program done. You already have this service established. I don't know why I didn't think about this last year, but I'm thinking about it now and I wanted to come on and share it with you. So that this is my response to people saying to me, I don't know about winter, it's too busy, or I don't know about summer, it's too slow. Let's, let's try on this mindset and see how it feels, okay? And the last myth or misconception about having intensives in your practice is this belief of, well, I don't know who's an appropriate client for this or how to structure the time, which is a fair hesitation, but I don't want it to be a block to you getting a chance to play with this and experiment with this and see if this feels good to you and in service to you, right? Because y'all, we're here to sustain. <laughs> we're here to sustain the trauma therapist who has been through COVID for two and a half years. We're here to sustain each other. So we're here to encourage each other to experiment with something different. Because what got us here isn't going to get us there, okay? What got us here the last two and a half years of COVID, with more COVID coming, it's not going to be enough for getting us through the next however long, okay? So how do we know who's appropriate? Well, how do you know who's appropriate for a regular weekly session, right? For me as an EMDR clinician, if somebody comes in and I'm on the phone with them talking about what they want, and I have an initial session with them and I'm looking at... DID, DDNOS, are they going to be able to process a phase four target? Are we going to be doing lots of phase two for a really, really long time? This is just how I think with, with a regular model of therapy, okay? Now, again, we're falling back on this idea that when we have an intensive program, we're not promising anything. We're not promising we're going to finish a target. We're not promising we're going to be able to do anything. We're just offering accelerated, efficient therapy, we're offering them the fast pass to the front of the line, right? What you could try to do in 10 weeks with one session per week, let's do it in a week, right? Let's, let's do three days of three to four hour therapy or let's do two weeks, right? Of two hours every other day. Like you can structure this however you want to. We, we offer models in, in the kit and in the, in the program, but Really, we're hoping to teach you Stanford design principles so that you can think for yourself to do what works for you and customize for each client coming in. This, this is the point, right? This is the point of sustaining you and sustaining mental health <laughs> services moving forward. So in terms of how to structure the time, 
uh, we talk about in the kit different formats that I've used um, that kind of lay out like literally hour by hour different agendas that I've used for for EMDR. But really, y'all, you you were trained in a modality, and they gave you a framework and they gave you a path to follow steps. Okay, you already have your roadmap. You already have it, right? And for those for those of us that are feeling extra nervous about that, we have created a pretty incredible workbook. I think it's like 60 pages long that helps you and the client do some kind of pre-assessment to see what's there coming in. During the intensive work, there's a little section there. And then post-treatment, there's a whole section about what needs to happen now because we're not promising we're done. How can we be done in three days, right? We're promising that we're focusing on something. We're going to chip away at it. And then we're going to see what's next, right? Because stuff comes up during session, as we know, and that's okay. And just because we have a customized contained program established doesn't mean we can't have another program next quarter or next month, right? It's, it's just a piece of um, the work in an accelerated way which I think is really beautiful for the client to be able to have access to that when there's such a, a demand and, and wait list for just regular weekly therapy with just talk therapists. So I hope that <laughs> this is felt in service to you. Y'all know that I've been coming on YouTube and the podcast now for two years <laughs> to help uh, clinicians get through through COVID with virtual therapy and intensives and thinking about passive income, intensives, just ways that we can share what we know with clients in a way that feels more efficient, more sustainable for everybody. And that will always be my intention <laughs> forever and ever. And I really appreciate you listening today, letting it soak in, letting me be in your ear with you in relationship. It's it's an honor that I get to think about these things with you and um, it's always so much fun to have, you know, so many conversations and consultation about these myths and misconceptions to be able to bring them here, to share them with all of you in some kind of a comprehensive summary. Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Maybe you're kind of playing with this idea. But if anything, I hope that I can encourage you to do what works for you because you are a precious, precious resource. So with all of that being said, I will look forward to being with you again next time. And until then, I am rooting for your success. Take care.